Kane's joining us. I'm Brian Race. Corey has the day off. Uh, you mentioned uh, Shavuot. I, I probably didn't even say it that, no, right. That's that, that, is, that was correct. Look at you, just throwing out the Hebrew. Look at you. Yeah, you've only been teaching on this for, <laughs> for you know ten years on the radio. You think I would? It would sink in. Now you mentioned something else in the last segment uh, as well, and I didn't want to gloss over it. The the Omer. You said something about counting yeah, the Omer. of the Omer. Now I've heard you speak on this before, but I'm guessing somebody tuned in right now is saying, okay. Who's this guy named Omer? (laughs) So uh, Omer, O-M-E-R, Omer is a Hebrew word as well. That's your second Hebrew word of the day. And it is a sheaf. If you go to a field of wheat or corn or something, you grab an arm full of it and you have a sheaf in your arm. You're holding on to an omer. So bringing in the sheaves at the Baptist church when I was singing, bringing in the sheaves, there's a connection there. So next time they sing that, you can sing, bringing in the omers, bringing in the omers, (laughs) and you'll just sound like really biblical. So we are talking about Pentecost. Now in Hebrew again, Shavuot is the name of the Hebrew word weeks, like seven days in a week. That is a Shavuot. Those are the weeks. So between Passover, which was about a month ago or so, a little over a month ago. And Pentecost, there are seven weeks or 50 days, or if you want to look at it that way, 50 sheaves, 50 days. And you're also of these weeks, these uh, Shavuot, you're, you're counting as you're going along. So this particular feast is the feast of those Shavuot, those weeks. So simply put, the Pentecost is also called Old Testament wise is Shavuot or the feast of weeks. So It occurs this weekend, Sunday night through Monday, on your calendar because it's a Gregorian calendar. It'll also tell you Pentecost is next week on Sunday. So Pentecost Sunday for the Jews is this Sunday on the Gregorian calendar for Gentiles. It's next Sunday. So obviously that's a little confusing. Why are we having two of these festivals or feast days? What in the world is that all about? So the world doesn't operate on the biblical calendar. Uh, We use the Gregorian calendar, which creates some significant problems when you run into these feast days. Uh, Of course, you may have noticed last month, Passover occurred at the end of April, but uh, Easter didn't, I'm sorry, at the end of March, but Easter didn't arrive until early April. All right. So we were thinking, hey, how did this happen here? That was like a week apart. So if we Google when is Pentecost 2021? If I say, uh, you know, hey, Siri, uh, answer the question, she's going to say the Gregorian calendar, she'll say Pentecost is coming up on Sunday, May 23rd. So, oddly enough, this year, neither calendar is correct. They don't, they don't follow the biblical mandate of how you determine when Pentecost is. So, you have two and... Technically speaking, both will work, and oddly enough, the Gregorian calendar kind of gets it right this year by by pure accident. So you really can, the good news is you really can't go wrong this year. You can celebrate this week, you can celebrate next Sunday, and you're still going to be okay by by virtue of the weirdness of how math works this year. I'll tell you about that in just a minute. Leviticus 23 again. Remember, Passover happens, 14th of Nisan, then the Feast of, of uh, Unleavened Bread. The priest comes out and the harvest is ready. He's, he's counting and uh, he's grabbing these sheaves and he's waving them before the Lord. That's called the Feast of First Fruits. And 
In order to do that, you have to have uh, Passover. Then, of course, you have to have the grain that's ripened, and you have this special day. And that day happens by uh, not just when the grain is ripened, but specifically from Passover, you find the next pa- the next Sabbath, and the day after that Sabbath is that day when this priest grabs the sheaves of the omer and waves them and thanks God for for the grain for that year from all that is grown. All right. So and at that point, you've had Passover, you've gone however many days, and you thank God for the grain, and now you're going to count from that seven weeks or 50 days, and you're going to arrive at Pentecost. And you will have this interconnected celebration of Passover, Feast of First Fruits, and Pentecost. Now, if you go 2,000 years ago, Passover is the day Jesus is crucified. The Feast of First Fruits happened, and it just so happened he was crucified on a Thursday afternoon. So it was three days until the Feast of, uh, of uh, First Fruits on Sunday, he rose again. And then from there, 50 days later, Pentecost happened, and the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit happened for the apostles, and the 3,000 in the church began. So that's how that all lines up, Old Testament and New Testament. So you have two calendars. If you count from the day after Passover on this calendar, on the Jewish calendar, you know, the evening of March 27th was Passover this year. You The counting begins the next evening on Sunday. So that's wrong already. So then Monday, the 29th, was the first full day of what's called that Omer, those 50 days. So the Jewish calendar, on the Jewish calendar, the day after Passover is when they start counting the Omer. Now, I already told you what the Bible tells us to do. You have to wait for the Sabbath and go after that. They disregarded that as soon as Jesus was crucified and rose again. That complicated how they did it. So they wanted to make a manufacturer way to do it. So automatically Pentecost always falls on a certain day, the 6th of Sivan for for the Jews. So we are arriving this Sunday night on the 6th of Sivan. So not because they did it right, but that's when they're going to call Pentecost. So if you go on the Gregorian calendar, which all of us use, you'll see Pentecost coming up on Sunday the 23rd. If you go 50 days back of that, you're going to run into Easter. That's where they're getting it from. So there's absolutely no mandate for that whatsoever in the Bible. That you there is no Easter in the Bible, and so obviously there is no counting fifty days to Pentecost. So right, that's where we get all these complication things. So don't want to muddle the things in your brain too much, but uh, understand that when the Bible tells us to do a certain thing, there is a reason for it. There's a blessing. There's always a blessing in it. So all feast days occur on specific days, which God set apart long ago. And what I want to show you today is what I think is one of the most amazing things of these specific days. If God says, do something on this day, I mean, you probably have heard that little aching of the Holy Spirit in your heart tells you to go do something, to speak to someone or do something, or and you have to obey He's him. He's always telling me to throw the television out, but I, I struggle with that, so <laughs> I, I, I hear that quite a bit. One of these days, you're going to obey that one. I've done that before. <laughs> so, uh, these specific days is because he's got a blessing for somebody and for you to do, and so if if we don't treat these days as special or set apart what he would call a, a, a Shabbat, a special holy day, well, if you don't honor what God honors, you tend to miss your connection to God. So here's what he said about these days. 
It's to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come wherever you live. So for the Jews, they really had no right to change the system. For the Gentiles, as Christians, we had no right to change the system either. So we can certainly add extra days. We can celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit every day if you want to. But you can't disregard God's appointed times without missing something that he set aside for us to receive. So let's just talk about calendars. I'll show you why Passover matters. All the days of counting that Omer, they're just profoundly full of amazing things. And why even the day we celebrate Pentecost really matters so much. So if we go back to Genesis 1, uh, and God says, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. So from the fourth day of creation, God gives us this biblical calendar based on the moon with these appointed times, which are like road signs that are based on the cycles of the moon. Let me tell you, if you've ever ignored a road sign that you were waiting to see and you just kind of zoned out and you went past your exit, well, you're sad because you got to turn around and come back and get your exit again. These appointed times are festivals which remember great moves of God or significant events. The biblical calendar began at creation on day six when he created man. It's the month of Tishrei, September, October is what we call it. The exodus from Egypt happens about 2,500 years after creation. God changes the calendar so that the first month is switched around with the seventh month. He flips it in half. You just go to the middle and call that the new beginning. So when God changed the calendar... It's the day of Passover becomes the new first day. Instead of creation, is now Passover. So Nisan became the first month. Passover occurs on the 14th day of that month. So 4,000 years later, uh, this lunar-based calendar is causing all kinds of problems for the Romans. They create a new calendar. It's Julius Caesar, and he creates a solar-based calendar. There's a big difference between measuring time by the sun and measuring it by the moon. Uh, go forward uh, to about 130 AD. The church is now centered in Rome. There's a great animosity still towards the Jews, between the Jews and the Romans. Even though they would call themselves Christians, they still have a great hatred. And so there's no desire for the holidays to coincide with the Jewish feast days. They still need a day where they can celebrate the death and resurrection of Jesus and Pentecost. Since Jesus rose on a Sunday, the empire set aside the first Sunday following the first full moon after the vernal equinox as Resurrection Day, which they will call Easter. Pentecost is going to follow 50 days later, so they kind of keep the tradition. They just kind of tweak it a bit. So, And they use solar dating, not the biblical lunar system. So in the same system, both the Jews and the, and the Romans now have a system where instead of what God said, you, you have to figure each year when Pentecost is going to be, they make it a predetermined date on their calendars. By 197 AD, the Bishop of Rome insists all churches celebrate Easter rather than Passover. At the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD, Constantine, who's the emperor of Rome and a Christian, established his infamous Easter edict and made observing any Jewish tradition a heresy punishable by persecution and death. Conversation we're having right now, if we had that in 325, would be the result of death for me to even have the conversation. So the Julian calendar becomes the official calendar of the Christian churches of the Roman Empire. In the 1500s, the Gregorian calendar from Pope Gregory, uh, also another solar one, becomes the standard. It's just tweaked a little bit. It's pretty much like the Julian. So the Pentecost that is marked on our calendars is counting 50 days from Easter, not Passover. Both Passover and the true Pentecost is nowhere to be found. So 
in terms of that calendar, does it matter to God? Should it matter to us? Well, yes, obviously to both questions. If we ignore Passover, the counting of the Omer, and neglect the real Pentecost, we're missing something very significant that God has set aside for us, as I said. And we don't want to be like Adam and Eve who missed out on that normal walk with Jesus in the cool of the day because they're deep into this dangerous distraction. So that's that calendar. But let's talk about the Jewish calendar. I call it Talmud time. We have real issues there. We know from in order to determine when what we call Resurrection Day of the Feast of Weeks, uh, we, we have a certain way of doing that after the Sabbath, right? So from the time of Moses to the resurrection of Jesus, the priests who maintain the temple, they're the Sadducees, they determine that Shabbat in this passage is this proper noun referring to that weekly Shabbat on Friday to Saturday. So when he says from the day after the Sabbath, that day is the Feast of Fruit, uh, first fruits, that's the day they're thinking for, for those thousands of years. So first fruits and the Omer count always begin on the first Sunday following the first Shabbat of Passover. But in 30 AD, Jesus is crucified on the afternoon of Nisan 14, which is a Thursday. Resurrection occurs three days later, Nisan 17, which is early on Sunday morning following the weekly Shabbat. Sometime after the resurrection of Jesus, but before the temple was destroyed in AD 70, the sages and rabbis who compiled the Talmud changed the way these dates were decided. Because obviously when Jesus fulfilled those dates, that caused a little problem. So since God declared that all feast days were to be considered holy days or Shabbats, they determined that when he said, do it after the Shabbat, in Leviticus 23, what he really meant was do it after Passover because it's a special Shabbat day. So the first fruits and the Omer count would no longer wait until the weekly Sabbath to end. Instead, it would begin the first day of unleavened bread right after Passover, which is how it is today on, the, on their calendar. As a result, Shavuot Pentecost now always falls 50 days from Nisan 15 on Savon 6. And most Jewish people today see no connection whatsoever between the feasts and Jesus. And that's why, because of the changed calendar. Now, ironically, this year the Omer count is somewhat biblically correct because Passover or Pesach uh, back in March fell on a Saturday night in March, which means the Omer count... It's not supposed to start the next day, but it has to wait for the Sabbath, which is a week later. So according to the accidental intersection on the, on the Gregorian calendar, they actually got it right this year. So if you want to officially go with the week after counting, the Gregorian calendar would put you at Pentecost next week on the 23rd. So what's, what's the old saying? Uh, even a blind Pharisee occasionally uh, finds a nut. Finds the right yeah. way. And the Jewish calendar, which changed the way they measured it on their own, too, uh, are going to observe it this weekend. So you got two weekends. Pick your weekend and uh, you can enjoy the, the ironically strange calendars leading you to Pentecost.